Business Matters in association with ATU Donegal Faculty of Business. Now is the time to realise your potential by enrolling on the part-time degree in business. Only three years with one evening per week on campus and another online. Open up your future by contacting the faculty office on 9186206 or visit lyit.ie today. I'm Kieran O'Donnell. You're welcome to Business Matters. Later in the programme... We'll be talking to Siobhan Grant from Tech Northwest Skillnet about the Lead Tech 2023 programme. My first guest this week is Linda McLean, owner of Malomia in Newton Cunningham. The food scientist turned gourmet marshmallow and Rocky Roads maker set up the business in 2014 and in 2020 she opted to go full-time at the venture. After graduating from Queen's and completing her master's degree in Aberdeen, Linda spent the next 15 years working in Germany, Holland Belgium and England in product development. Last month, she opened a new workshop where people of all ages can enjoy the experience of creating their own custom-made treats. Linda, you are very welcome to Business Matters. Thanks very much, Karen. Linda, I came upon an article recently in the Craft Food Traders and it described you as a food scientist turned gourmet marshmallow maker. A fair summary? <laughs> well, that's one way of describing my life, yes. <laughs> that's it. Um, um, I've just always loved food. And um, from when I was a kid and just l- drooling over cookbooks, um, and I went on to study food science. And I've worked for 25 years now um, developing recipes for different food and drink companies. And I've got my own business now. Um, well, I've been running it for the last nine years, uh, Mallow Me Marshmallows in Newton. And I was doing it part-time up till lockdown and then it just got really super busy and I thought, oh, what would happen if you actually believed in yourself properly? So I've created a new workshop and, um, yeah, we've started these workshops as well, these experiences, so people can come down, learn how to make marshmallows and give them the recipe. And it's a very hands-on experience and they can... Um, choose the flavours that they want to put in their marshmallow and create a totally unique product for themselves. And they make Rocky Roads as well. And it's going so well. We just started it at the start of um, July and the feedback's been fantastic. And we just take a wee step back, Linda, to how you got into the area you are in. Yeah. After secondary school, what was your next step after that? Yeah, well, I studied um, food science at Queen's. And so you learn all about um, microbiology of food, food preservation, um, f- all this kind of stuff. And then after that, I studied for a year in Aberdeen and did like a master's in international food market and business management. And um, then I, I knew I wanted to work in product development because I'm quite a creative person. And I worked for a year for a sma- sandwich company in England. And then I wanted to leave that. So, What was your role there, Linda? I was a product developer and in charge of the quality as well, quality management. Um, but it was quite a small company and there wasn't that much opportunities there. and It didn't give many holidays. So uh, I was on the lookout for something different and I saw this job um, in Germany. And I'd been in Germany before on work placements and, um, you know, for ho- summer holidays, uh, working holidays. And I just packed up all my belongings in my Vauxhall Nova and drove off to Germany. I had like probably about seven phrases of German that I could bluff my way around a conversation with. So was it a fairly hasty decision? 
think when you're 23, you don't really think about everything, you know, as much as you probably would now. And um, no, there was no problem. Nothing hold me back, you know, kind of thing. And um, I was working for a, a flavor and um, ingredient company out in Heidelberg in Germany. And they had this big um, innovation department and there were people from all over the world developing products for their own so you were very much at home (laughs) yeah so i was in charge of all the product development for the uk and irish um customers and um i was it was the time when bacardi breezers were big so all my projects were five percent alcohol drinks um so i did that for like three years and then i worked in holland um, for uh, drinks and jam company and then I moved to Belgium and then to England and I worked for another flavour company there. You must have gained a lot of experience over those years. Yeah, when you look back on it you think, oh I did all that um, and it's it was a great experience, you know, working for the flavour companies because you did like so many different projects for a variety of companies like you'd be working for Diageo one day and then with AG Bar making Iron Brew drinks the next day or Twining's Tea doing flavoured teas you know it was really great and quite fast paced as well Linda what has been the main uh, change in the food production area since you started out all those years ago um, I think consumers are more aware of what's in their products. You know, they'd be looking for more natural ingredients, natural colors and things like that. And there's also a cost element, you know, the um, ingredient prices going up. So maybe, for example, a drinks company, they'd be reducing their juice, reducing their sugar content and then wanting to replace the mouthfeel and the, you know, the same flavor impact, but with um, natural flavors and things like that. How did you adapt to life in Germany from college in Belfast and being reared in Newton here? Um, It was very strange, you know. When I look back on it, I think uh, I felt like I was always doing something wrong in Germany because uh, there's a lot of social control there. So there'd be somebody telling you, shouting from their apartment building if you threw the (laughs) recycling in on a bank holiday and that's not allowed and you know it was it's a different way of life you know um but I did have lovely colleagues and there was like a wee international community of fellow um developers you know I had a lot of French and Italian you know friends and we hung out together you know and even the German friends that I did make I'm still really good friends with them but it's just a lot more of a long burn friendship do you know and just in relation to the language barrier Linda how did that all work out for you well it's a lot of bluffing and <laughs> just nodding your head and figuring things out and guesswork maybe you'd ha- you'd listen to a conversation and you'd understand like, maybe about a third of the words but you kind of get it um I haven't said that I did need to do German um like lessons and whenever you're working in a place you've, you're more motivated to learn it and you pick it up far easier than if you were just studying it at school or something and how is your German today? ah sehr gut <laughs> no it's a bit rusty but it'll come back you know it's alright yeah you moved countries then uh, Holland Belgium and then England is that right? yes that's right yeah and 
when did you decide uh, to come back to Ireland and was there any particular reason for that? Um, well, I had a wee, wee boy and I wanted to be closer to my family, really. Um, so I've been back in Donegal, you know, 10 years now, a wee bit more than 10 years. And it was a wee bit strange at the start, you know, because um, you've changed some things are in your home place have changed, but some things are very much the same. But, um, you know, whenever my son started school and preschool, it kind of settled me a wee bit and I felt more connected to the area. And it was a bit strange as well, work being self-employed in that situation. Um, but things like um, Donegal Women's Network were really good and just meeting other um Small business owners really was helpful as well, and so having did a you, connection there. Sorry, Linda, did you take your time to sort of feel your way around the locality again, and where and who to reach out to when you set up your business, which was a year after you came back? Is that right? Yeah, well, I did um, work part time just before that, but like I was travelling quite a lot for that job, and it wasn't a really long term solution. And I still wanted to do something creative with food. I wasn't really sure what to do. And then I just saw a start your own food business course with the local enterprise office. So um, I did that. And then I just said, oh, I remember I tasted handmade marshmallows years ago. And I thought, oh, I'll do that. I probably should have thought more about what I was going to do. But I just kind of dove, like, um, dived into it and um, started out and, you know, figured my way around it. So step me through the next process when you decided to establish your own company. Um, well, I thought of a name, Malamia. I was thinking I was in the car <laughs> driving to this flexible or part-time job. And I was like, what Malamia, Mamma Mia, what, what's, <laughs> what's catchy? And then uh, I found the domain name and uh, registered the business with CRO and I took some time like developing recipes and then I, st I sold the first one, you know, the Taste of Donegal Christmas Market um, in Donegal Town and I still meet my very first customers every year at, at this event, you know, and... Um, yeah, I started really doing like food markets locally and um, now I do more food festivals, you know, like I'll be down at the Plyon and I was at the Tullamore show one Sunday and I go to Bloom every year and that's fantastic, you know, just to get people to taste them because if you don't know about handmade marshmallows, you don't know that they're, they taste so much different, much more different, you know. So... Um, I try to go as many things as I can, you know, and I've got online now as well. Uh, how enjoyable is it to, to meet up with regular customers and, as you say, even your first customers? Yeah, uh, it's fantastic, you know. I, I love people and it gives you a real buzz to, like, even get people to taste them and then you see their face change whenever they they try it and... Um, you know, like down in Dublin this year, like people came over to me and said, we're only here at Bloom for your marshmallows. And uh, that's fantastic. It's really, it blows you away. Did the reaction to your products surprise you at all, Linda? Um, 
No, I knew they were good, but you know, it's always nice to get that um, feedback from customers and like people even email me sometimes and just to tell me, you know, that they, they love them. And that's quite a niche market. It is a niche market, yeah. <laughs> so it's good to get people to try them as much as possible, you know, for, and um, I think a lot of my customers are word of mouth people. So they might buy like a toasting kit gift box, you know, at Christmas time to somebody and then they buy them for their friends and tell, tell them. So that's a big thing, yeah. You took up the position of food consultant at Northwest Regional College in Derry. Did that work well with what you do now? Yes, well, I've scaled that back a lot because um, I wanted to focus on the marshmallow business. Um, but it was good, you know, just to um, work with other small businesses. So um, there's a team there at Foodovation, it's called, and there's different food scientists and consultants there and basically anybody with an idea for a, a food um, product can go there and get help um, upscaling the, their their product and it's been really nice you know working with other small food companies because you totally understand as a food business owner you know what they're going through and what kind of like hurdles they're coming up against you know and it was just nice to work with other people as well and, and I'm have sure those connections. Sorry, I'm sure you picked up some learnings yourself working with other people like that. Oh, yeah. I, like, everybody's going through the same thing, you know, um, and we'll have the same hurdles. So I'd have projects as varied as um, cold brew coffee to, like, protein bars to, like, developing vegan cheese. So it keeps your interest in other food um products are alive as well and different recipes do you look at food and drink completely different to the ordinary consumer Linda um, I look at processed and packaged food in a totally different way because I know you know some products are really cost engineered as they say and they have a lot of claims and the basic food that you make um, yourself is probably a lot better. Um, I shouldn't really say that as a food scientist because they're all like involved with just um, <laughs> making processed food. But I, I try and cook as much as I can from scratch. And I, I would you be packets uh, and stuff. Sorry, would you be a health eater? I try to be healthy, um, but. Um, yeah, I do like chocolate and things like that. You, know? <laughs> you mentioned um, creating the workshop. You just gave me a tour of uh, the premises that is out to the rear of the house here. Can you tell me when that was set up and why you decided to set it up? Yeah, well, I was running the business from the home kitchen and it was more or less totally dedicated to marshmallows. Was, and it, was it mayhem? It was really crazy, especially at busy times, you know, at Christmas, or especially around Christmas or if you're preparing for a big festival like Bloom or the Plowing or something. And every chair had a box on it and you couldn't really get away from your work ever. And there was a bit of resistance within me to get more orders as well, because then the chaos never stops. And you never get a break. So it was just really during lockdown, like I said, the... 
I had so many orders and I just thought this could be a lot bigger than what you're you're making it, you know, or you're keeping it at now. So, um, yeah, we created the new workshop and it took a lot of effort to get it up and running and, you know, do all the wee fine decorative pieces to it. And that coincided with your decision to go full-time at the yeah, business, Linda? Yeah, yeah. Well, if you're if you're making a a workshop and putting all the energy and effort into it, you need to give it your all, really, and and put all your energy into it. Are you happier now with the way things are here? Yes. Do you know what? I just love the workshops, and people are enjoying them, and I love having people over and seeing you know, what they get out of it as well. So can you talk me through a typical visit or a typical experience? Yes, well, the experiences are for adults and children, and it suits like children from about six years up. And, you know, we've had 60th birthday parties and team building events. And, but especially, you know, during this wet summer, we've had an awful lot of families coming down with their kids and, um, that's been the main customers um, this summer. So they come down and I they can get to taste lots of different marshmallows and toast them. And then I show them my recipe that I've been making or creating for the last nine years. And they get to weigh out all the ingredients and see what goes into it. And then while the sugar is cooking and the marshmallows are being whipped up, they get to make their own rocky roads. So we've got a variety of marshmallows that they can choose from. They can choose white chocolate, dark chocolate, milk chocolate, and whatever biscuits, nuts, um, honeycomb or pieces or whatever they want to put on it and decorate it themselves. And they name their product as well. So they give it a wee like product name. And then the marshmallows are ready and everybody gets a bowl of unflavoured marshmallow and a whole array of different flavours so they can add whatever flavour and colour, natural colour that they want to it and then decorate it with whatever they like. So it is a unique and personal experience? It's totally unique. I don't know anywhere else that's doing it and it's very personalised and interactive as well. So, you know, families with teenagers and younger kids can do something together and... Oh, it's, it's just really good. Linda, was it always your aim to provide a visionary experience in your premises once you had it up and running? Yes, it was always like the idea that I had in my head, but just getting it together and creating it. Um, and it's had to be big enough as well. form, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many different ways you can... You can develop it as well you could have i've got a polytunnel beside we could pick your own fruits and everything and make your own marshmallows we can develop it as well further further along can you give me a typical day or a typical week in the life of mallow mia here in newton collingham linda well there's always marshmallows to make for online orders and it depends we've would just fit that around whatever if people are coming into the workshop because that would be the priority regarding the time um, and there's an awful, an awful lot of admin as well running your business so maybe I'd spend like two days doing admin at the minute and you're doing that as well yourself yeah um, I do have 
a, a lady Anne Marie working for me three days a week, and also I have students starting tomorrow as well. They're coming from Italy for a month, and um, they would work with, together with me on the, developing the products. Then the one thing I forgot to ask you: How long does the visit experience on average last? It lasts about an hour and 20 minutes, an hour and a half, depending on the group size, you know. Just when you mentioned uh, the advice that you're giving to the students and you're taking students on now yourself, what's the best bit of advice that you've passed on uh, to your students? Um, I suppose just um, be open and ask questions if you don't understand anything and um, try and be as approachable as possible and as welcoming as possible to them. And um, if they have any ideas for social media posts and everything, um, just say it. Um, they've helped me an awful lot, you know, just managing that side of the business as well, because it's that can be a full-time job, you know. Um, so I had a Spanish girl last year, or just before the summer, and two students from ATU as well, and they helped me with developing some new products and also some paperwork so um i just say if you have any suggestions give them to me you know how important is the whole area of social media for promoting a business like yourself oh it's very very important and um to be honest it's something like sometimes i don't have time for because your head's too too much in the marshmallow bowl or something you know and you're busy doing other stuff but it's just a way to connect with your customers and spread the word as well and otherwise people won't find you you know what's the best lesson that you've learned in business since you set up here nine years ago Linda uh, something I'm still <laughs> having to focus on is uh, pick something and and do it but don't spread yourself too thin you know at the start I would have said yes to all kinds of suggestions and requests but you can't do that definitely not um you need to focus on one or two things and do it well you know have you been tempted to go down the road of other products i suppose maybe at the start you know um but you you can't you don't have enough time for that you know and people are still finding out about my and my business, you know. And um, yeah, I just need to tell as many people about my products that I do have. Just going back to that time that you packed up your car and headed away. Yeah. What advice would you give someone now at that age, starting out in life? Uh, just go for it and trust your instincts and ask questions when you're not sure about something and. Um, believe in yourself really had you any aspirations to do other things other than what you've pursued Linda I'd like to develop the experiences more you know and I wouldn't totally rule out different food experiences you know um, because I'm I really love food and Possibly that's might be where I'm headed, you know, in the future. What foods do you like and what foods do you not like? That's a good question. Oh, I love, I love, I love everything. Um, I love Thai food and I love Mexican food and, and um, what else? Uh, 
I don't know, sometimes you go through phases and you just make something like three or four times a week and then... <laughs> Can I ask you, when you are preparing your orders, do you be taking a wee nibble now and again? <laughs> no, there's no marshmallows leaving here with a bite out of them. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about with the ones that are going. Is there one that you put to the side and say, that's for me? No, no, you, you can't be doing that. In relation to mentoring, Linda, do you have someone that you turn to for advice or have you enough confidence now in yourself to chip away? Um, I would probably talk to other food companies, you know, that I know um, in the circuit, you know, or have contacts with. And also I follow a lot of business podcasts, you know, so... There's always advice on those and they go through different scenarios or questions and answers like, um, yeah, I think I just talk to my colleagues as well. Um, yeah, just <laughs> depends who's in, in the vicinity, really. Do you look out for Donegal made products specifically if you're out and about shopping? Oh yeah, definitely. And it's so nice whenever you know the people as well, um, behind the products, you know, like, um, I know Atlantic Treasure, you know, um, Dan Kelly Beggs and O'Donnell Bakery, you know, I know those people very well. And, um, you know, yeah, it's important to support local businesses and the people behind them. Have you had any Big orders or unusual orders in your nine years here? Ah, that's a good question. I've got 5,000 marshmallows and s'mores kits to pack up this, this week uh, for the big grill festival for a big lighter promotion. <laughs> uh, that was pretty big because we didn't have much time to do it, you know. Um, I don't know. Any others? Um, it's all a blur. <laughs> it's all a blur. Are you nine to five here or are you fairly organised? No, I'm not organised at all. Um, it's not a nine to five. I would love it to be nine to five, to be honest. Um, I would, to be honest, I work around school times as well. So I would often be doing editing videos or something late at night time or things like that and working at the weekends so that's not ideal uh, and it's something I'd love to change and when you are not making rocky roads and marshmallows how do you unwind oh go for a nice walk <laughs> yeah we've got a lovely countryside around here so go for a walk or um, meet up with a friend take myself out of it how has business been this year and this summer Oh, brilliant. Excellent. This summer, um, like I said, the workshops have been super busy. The The weather's been terrible and people have been looking for something to do and something new to do. And no, business has been very good this, this year so far anyway. And some new opportunities have come away. Different big shops looking for the products. So we're developing new boxes as well for the 100 gram bags of marshmallows. So we'll be able to offer them for retail as well. Very soon. We'll have to keep an eye out for those. <laughs> and finally, Linda, what does the future hold for yourself and Malomia? Um, 
yeah, I'd like to focus on the workshops, on the experiences, and um, probably scale down the number of products that I have and focus on maybe three or four that I can roll out more efficiently, you know. Linda McLean, owner of Malomia and Newton Cunningham, thanks for taking the time to talk to us on Business Matters. Oh, thanks very much, Kieran. Join us after the break when we'll be chatting to Tech Northwest Skillnet Network Manager Siobhan Grant about the next programme that begins in September. Business Matters in association with ATU Donegal Faculty of Business. Now is the time to realise your potential by enrolling on the part-time degree in business. Only three years with one evening per week on campus and another online. Open up your future by contacting the faculty office on 9186206 or visit lyit.ie today. I am delighted to be joined on Business Matters by Siobhan Grant, Network Manager for Tech Northwest Skillnet. Siobhan, you are very welcome to Business Matters. And welcome to yourself, Kieran, back out to CoLab on such a lovely sunny day. I appreciate you coming out to see us. Siobhan, the closing date for applications for Lead Tech, the network programme for Donegal Tech Companies with ambitions for growth that's being funded by Tech Northwest is fast approaching. Why has Tech Northwest decided to run a programme like this and why now? Okay, well, Lead Tech is focusing on uh, leadership skills for business owners and senior business managers. And it arose during the uh, the first version of this programme and went out two years ago really successfully with 10 local businesses. And in response to demand... Um, following COVID, and at that time it was during COVID, where people were all working remotely and very focused on individual work tasks. And um, businesses now realise that we've lost a little bit of the communication and the team bit, and that the whole leadership within businesses is changing and evolving. And this programme is exploring amongst businesses and business owners how this is happening, facilitated by two excellent internationally experienced uh, trainers, both from Donegal, but also encouraging each of the individuals to learn from each other. So who specifically is this programme aimed at and what can they expect to take away from it? The programme is aimed at um, either a business owner of a small local business that has a technology element. And, I mean, even looking at yourself, Kieran, we all need technology to record an interview. So there's very few businesses now that don't have technology. But I suppose we're, we're focused on businesses using technology. And we're also looking at team leaders within the multinational um, employers, the, the, the likes of Optum and Fintrue and that, who are in the region, who have senior people who are really technically competent but are interested now in developing their people skills and in particular leadership, communication and a wee bit of project or strategy work. Siobhan, more and more emphasis seems to be being placed on the what are known as softer skills these days. Yes, um, in, the, in the trade, in the, in the whole learning and development functions, people talk about um, soft skills, other people talk about transversal skills, and I suppose it's, you know, whether you're an architect, uh, a computer programmer, or interior designer, 
it's a given that you have technical skills um, and any of, the, any of the courses that people focus on tend to be on more and more uh, technical skills and we're putting those aside for now, recognising that all of the participants will have their technical qualifications but what's going to make them different, what's going to make their businesses uh, grow and prosper even better is if they focus on how they communicate with each other, how they lead within teams and how they build strategies and projects into the future. You mentioned COVID and the impact it would have had on business and how maybe business owners look at how they do things. Do you find that business owners are looking to do things differently now over the last number of years? Yeah, well, I mean, we all had to work remotely. And even though we know are most of us working in a, in a group environment, there's still a fair bit of working from home um, going on. And that suits certain jobs, it suits certain roles, but it's a challenge in terms of how uh, projects and performance are managed. So... Um, while there are some new models in terms of leadership and resilience for remote workers or hybrid, which is what a lot of people are doing now, there's still more to learn from each other and from um, the international experts. And that's where the two facilitators we have for this programme are Garrett Hart, um, originally from Mafo, um, who's background in news talk and now as an entrepreneur gives them two sets of skills. He knows what it's like to lead a team within an organisation. He's an expert in communication, but he's also a business owner. So he's not going to be standing in front of a room talking about the risks of being in business um, without having experienced it himself. And the new person to the team for this, for Lead Tech 23, as we're calling it, is Raylene McAteer. Again, originally from Donegal, family steeped in business on the, on the main street, Brendan and her, her, her father before. Um, uh, Raylene worked for Enterprise Ireland all over the world and now finds herself working in Tokyo and um, is self-employed and delivering training for the likes of Google. So uh, Raylene's going to bring that international dimension and also the highest um, level of experience for international technology-led companies. It's great to have two people of that calibre from the locality delivering a programme locally. Yeah, and their enthusiasm. Um, we've been having uh, Zoom or team calls between myself here in Letterkenny, uh, Garrett in, in, in Dublin, and Raylene in Tokyo over the last six months. And the, like they are so excited about the content. They're so excited about the, the, the people that are go- they're going to be meeting. But most of all, um, they're excited about playing a role in, in helping Donegal-based businesses and businesses in the Northwest to progress on the international stage. Uh, in relation to progressing at any stage, would I be correct in saying that the biggest challenge uh, a lot of the time for business owners and business managers is taking the time away from what they do on a day-to-day basis to plan strategically? Yeah. So um, one of the things that um, we have found is that business owners and senior team leaders spend so much time in the business that they, they, they don't get the chance to stand back and work on the business from a distance. So uh, one of the first people that we recruited for this programme is Anne Blake, who's one of the owners of La Maison. And they've introduced a lot of new technology because more and more they're finding their interior design expertise has been used by people in Boston, by people in London, by people in Dublin, by people in, in Belfast. And 
and doing this programme now, um, supported by her, her partner in business, Claire McDonough, to look at how they build the team and the technology and the leadership so that they can grow nationally and internationally. So if you look at that, it's turning what was a local-based service business into an international tech business, which is wonderful to see. How important is this programme, Siobhan, that it's here locally, and how important is it that business owners and business managers avail of it? Well, just before we we, uh, came in here today, I got a message from a company in in Dublin who wanted to sign up to the programme, and I was delighted. Obviously, they they saw it and they, they said, there's nothing like this available in Dublin. Can we come and do it? And I said, well... Technically, yes, you can. It's designed for businesses in the Northwest. So I suppose that's that, that's a pat on the back to ourselves to say we're we're doing some, something something right. Um, but every business needs to take time out on a regular basis and take time away from um, the day to day business. And even listening to your program last week, uh, Kieran. Um, the Alexander um, couple from Ballot Buffet were reiterating this and they were doing it by setting up a, a separate wing of the, the Ballot Buffet chamber. And, you know, we learn an awful lot by sitting, talking to other business owners. And the other big feature of this program is um, the guest speakers are internationally renowned. Um, we, we, we've got people like Bobby Kerr and Barry O'Sullivan who will really stimulate people's thinking um, and the wonderful thing because of Garrett's brilliant relationships with them we will in advance to their sessions give them the questions from the individual participants so somebody like uh, Christy who was talking to me earlier today in an environmental business will be able to, to, to feed us a question in advance of the session with Barry or Bobby and get a one-to-one answer from somebody like him, which is really, really invaluable. So not alone are you getting the 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 um, expertise of somebody like Raylene McAteer, who's lived all over the world, or Garrett, who's, who, who, who's been in Dublin for a long time, but you're also getting ex-Dragon's Den guys who have huge, huge, vast experience. So there's a number of levels of learning in that. Just from your own perspective, what's the biggest challenge at the minute do you think that are facing businesses locally and businesses that will be coming onto this programme? I suppose um, this time of year when the sun is shining and the kids are going back to school, it's all a little bit about focus. Um, You know, there's still huge issues around um, the cost of doing business and controlling overheads and all those kind of things. And you know, the, the big challenge is to sort of say, right, well, there will always be those challenges, but I need to take time out and spend time with other people having a good, long, hard think about the future direction of my business and my team and how I communicate with them and how I lead them and how we collectively deal with the challenges. So it's shared learning, in essence, of what you're talking about. Yeah. So even though the bulk of the learning will be in the monthly sessions with, with, with Raylene, with Garrett, and with the International um, Dragon or uh, this, the, the guest speaker of the day, um, each of the participants will be teamed up with another participant and given tasks to look at 
in between times. So if you like the example there I gave of Anne Blake and if we were to merge her with um, somebody from um, DS Environmental Services who's doing the programme, then uh, the likes of Connor from DS and Anne might meet for a coffee and look at um, internal communication in each company and say, well, this is how we give jobs out. How do you get jobs done? And between them then come back to the group and say, well, actually, if we take a wee bit of learning from both, we can both do better. Share that with the group and get their input. So the peer learning, as we call it, is going to be significant. And we know from the last time um, we ran this programme, um, Larissa Feeney was on the programme from Accountants Online. She was able to share, because she had 100 employees, she was able to share huge tips with some of the other guys in the programme that only had five or six um, because her learning and people management and performance management was huge. And likewise, some of the other guys, the likes of, of, of uh, Donegal Daly, Stephen Maguire, was able to share with the likes of Larissa how to communicate about her business more effectively. So everybody um, who's, who comes to the programme will be coming with a set of skills, a set of experience. Um, and the whole idea is that they pull all of these to everybody's mutual benefit. And finally, Siobhan, where can people get more information and how can they register for LeadTech 2023? The best way is to email info at technorthwestskillnet.com and we're based in Colab in the ATU um, if anybody has difficulty getting getting the website address or the email address um, if you Google Skillnet we'll get Tech Northwest Siobhan Grant Network Manager for Tech Northwest Skillnet in Litterkinney Thanks for taking the time Thank to you very much here. on Business Matters. Thank you. Well, that's it for this edition of Business Matters. Thanks to my guests, Linda McLean and Siobhan Grant. Thanks to Kenneth Wilson on sound. And thanks to you for listening. If you'd like to get in touch with the programme, drop an email to businessmatters at highlandradio.com. Business Matters in association with ATU Donegal Faculty of Business. Now is the time to realise your potential by enrolling on the part-time degree in business. Only three years with one evening per week on campus and another online. Open up your future by contacting the faculty office on 9186206 or visit lyit.ie today.